Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, episode 61 at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week we're in Ventnor, which is on the Isle of Wight in the south of England. And we just spent the last week relaxing, chilling out, not doing very much actually, lots of lions. Yeah, lots of reading, lots of writing, a little bit of recording. Yeah, it's been good. Our affiliate of the week this week is RailPass, and with RailPass you can um, come onto the site and book rail passes surprisingly yeah and tickets in america and throughout europe and that ties in nicely to this week's topic yep this week we're talking about traveling around austria and the best way to travel around austria is using the tra- the train network but this week we're in the uk and in last month's poll what countries have the best food in the world the uk got zero votes yeah, it's a bit like how they did in the eurovision song contest <laughs> Hey, they got some votes in this year's Eurovision. Yeah, but they were last. Out of 117 votes on our site, Italy came first. Good old Italy. Yeah, it's not really surprising, is it? They do have really good food. Spain had 14. Yeah, um, I love that pulpo. I don't. I mean, why would you want to eat octopus? <laughs> it's delicious. You get the tentacles and spicy Ooh. red wine sauce. I mean, it, it was very good for octopus, but the fact that it was octopus kind of puts me off a bit. I was surprised at number three. Coming in with 12 points was the USA. I've never heard anything good about American food. Really? Oh, come on. They have, they have good steak. And Amer- apple pie, I suppose. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's too sugary for me. Mm. Japan had 11 votes. Yeah, oh, sushi. I, I was block voting that one. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. But they came in fourth place. And finally... Greece and India came with eight votes each. So the poll this month is um, island holidays. Where would you like to go if you're going to an island for a holiday? I think I'd either head back to the Pacific, because Pacific islands are incredible, or maybe go to a Caribbean island of some description. Actually, I'm not too fussy. Yeah? I'm on an island at the moment, and I'm pretty happy, so send me on an island holiday, I don't care. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, well, you can come down by the website and vote. It's at IndieTravelPodcast.com. And you'll find the poll in the sidebar. Yeah, you will actually have to choose one option, though. You can't go like me and just choose all of them. Yeah. Maybe we should make that an option, any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're talking today about the exact opposite of an island. Yeah. Austria is a landlocked country. At least it isn't doubly landlocked like Liechtenstein, yeah. which is surrounded entirely by landlocked countries. But it doesn't have a border by the sea, so it's definitely not an island nation. We've spent lots of time there, so we're going to do a quick run-by of four places we think you should visit, and then get on to the real meat of the show, and which is tips for train travel. We want to tell you how it works, how to get organized, and how to save some money if you're traveling by train in Austria. All right, so first we'll start off by telling you some of the places that we've been to and we think you should go to. We're going to talk about four cities, but we also think you should get off into the country because some of the nicest places in Austria are actually the small towns. We're not going to give you any suggestions because the best ones are the ones you just discover for yourself. Mm, so let's begin with Graz. Graz is a city in the southeast of Austria. It's um, in the area called the Steiermark, which has a bit of a bad reputation in Austria. It's kind of the, the country bumpkin towns. But Graz certainly isn't. It's very dynamic. It's got some of the best jazz in the country. And surrounding it is the spa regions, the thermal regions, and a lot of fantastic wineries, which is where I like to go and hang out. 
It's got some cool architecture as well. And we tried to see it the first time we went to Graz. We only had kind of an hour and a half. We were just passing through on the train. But we spent the first 45 minutes trying to find somewhere to find our, uh, to leave our bag. And the uh, the lockers kept eating our money. So we eventually managed to get it put in some cupboard somewhere in the railway station. We kind of ran down the street going, ah, oh, look at that, ah, oh, look at that, look, there's a nice building, ah! You know, and then we ran back up the street and caught our train. Uh-huh. So on to the city we love to hate, <laughs> which is? Linz. Now, Linz really doesn't have a very good reputation. It's really only famous for Linzertort, which is actually quite good, and I'd recommend it. And but, it's rather infamous for being Hitler's birthplace. Oh, yeah. We don't like to talk about that. No. Well, anyway, Linz, I mean, it's got a bad reputation, but it isn't as bad as, as some people think. The first time we went there, we had an awful time, but the second time, it was great. And there are, I, I think, two things that you shouldn't miss, which is, One's the um, the Ars Electronica Centre, and oh, it's amazing. It's this great centre for electronics, and there's lots of games, and you can make your own world, and it's so much fun. And the second thing is at the top of the Postlingberg. Yep. The it's Grotten the Barn. Oh my goodness, the Grotten Barn is so much fun. It's like, you know, theme parks 100 years ago. You can go on a cool dragon train, and there's, there's dwarfs, and it's so exciting. Maybe if you're five. Or Linda. <laughs> okay, on to Innsbruck, which I guess is kind of the adventure sporting capital of Austria, if such a place could be said to exist. Queenstown. Yeah, the Queenstown of Austria without the bungee jumping. Yeah. Well, they do have amazing winter sports. There are great mountains surrounding it, which are wonderful for hiking, for climbing, and when the snow's down, for snowboarding and skiing. Um, that whole area from Innsbruck into the west through the Tyrol and into Vorarlberg, fantastic for winter sports. The old town itself has the Golden Roof, which is quite beautiful. And every time we go there, there seems to be a street party going on in oh, the yeah. old town. So that is a lot of fun. You can get huge pieces of pizza for like one euro fifty or something stupid like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, if, you, if you're flying into Austria, I'd really recommend you fly into Innsbruck because the view as you come in is so gorgeous. You have to come in between these two spines of mountains. It's incredible. Yeah, apparently the, the pilots that fly in there need special training just for the approach into the Innsbruck airport. It's really narrow. Yeah, it's beautiful though. Really uh, beautiful. Okay, city number four is, of course, Vienna. Now, Vienna is the capital of Austria and it's it's incredible. Some people don't like it, but I really do. The architecture is amazing. There's lots of green open spaces. It's beautiful. I'd recommend you go down to the Naschmarkt for food. There's all sorts of cool things, including possibly the best Japanese food in in Europe, full stop. It was so great. We got the best deal. It was like seven euros for a huge bento box. Huge bento box, pretty much mm. all you could eat. It was fantastic. Another thing to do is go out to the Schloss Schönbrunn, which is um, one of the palaces of the um, of the empire. And um, there's a really nice, there's a maze, and it's just really nice to relax and have a picnic in. But there's so much to do. I mean, it's full of museums and art galleries, and oh, you could just lose yourself in mm. Vienna. And if you're a film geek, you'll want to go down onto Ringstrasse and find the cinema that at five o'clock every day plays The Third Man, you know, the old Orson Welles film. Um, go see that, and then the next day you can go on a tour around the city going to all of the locations where the film was shot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That, that's a lot of fun. Anyway, it's quite timely we're talking about Austria at the moment because Euro 2008 has just begun. That's um, a football tournament or a soccer tournament. 
and um, I really don't care about it at all. That everyone here in Britain is really upset that neither Scotland nor England nor Wales nor anybody actually got into the tournament. So well, it's they've quite got fun. A, they've got a really great TV advertisement on TV at the moment, trying to encourage people to actually watch it, even though their team isn't in the competition. It's um, you know got really sad music or really exciting music with this um, guy having a romantic uh, relationship with his football and then the football gets run over by a car and he's really sad and, you know, despondent and then, you know, he sees a poster for Euro 2008 and he cheers up. And he finds a new football. Yeah, he finds a new football. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of sad. Anyway, that aside, we're talking about tips for train travel in Austria. So let's talk about getting organised. Linda, you're the organiser. All right, well, first of all, you need to know the website. It's oebb.at, and it's quite a good website. Um, it will tell you everything you need to know about train travel through through Austria, although I have had some problems with it. In fact, this website was partly responsible for us missing our plane one time because what you need to do is you, first of all, choose the English option instead of the German one, and then enter in the dates that you want to travel. Then it will come up with another another page, and you might have to enter in a couple of extra pieces of information. But unfortunately, sometimes that second page will revert back to the date being today's date. And so if you don't want to know information about today, then you might need to rechange that date. And that was the problem I had when I was looking at um, trains to the airport the day that we missed our flight was that exactly that situation happened. It reverted back to the day I was looking up the information, not the day I wanted. And so it gave me Monday to Friday train times instead of the Saturday train times. So that sucked. So... Keep an eye on that. That's one of the uh, the downfalls of the UBB website. That was a very long story. Yeah, well, <laughs> I feel quite strongly about it. If you're uh, doing international travel, but including Austria as part of it, you can try bahn.de, B-A-H-N.de, and that has Europe-wide train ta- timetables on it. But the problem with that is that if you're not going to be going from Germany, it won't be able to give you prices, whereas UBB will be able to give you all of the prices within Austria. So you're in Austria and you're looking around for the train station. I guess the most useful thing to know is the German word for train station, which is Bahnhof. Yep, Bahnhof. B-A-H-N-H-O-F? yeah. Just one F. That's the sign you're looking for, and um, the logo you're looking for is either white on red or red on white. And it's an O with the the double dots above it, so it looks like an upside down Q, followed by two Bs. It's mm. uh, O B B. Yeah, that's why the website is O E B B because that O with the double dot on it is um, is written as O E if you don't have the accent. How's your German? Scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for the station and you need to ask someone, uh, your phrase is, wo ist, de, wo ist die Bahnhof? Uh, where is the station? Um, and when that fails, as it ultimately will, your your phrase is, uh, sprechen Sie English? No. <laughs> do you <laughs> which, speak English? Yeah, which means, do you speak English? So if you ask, wo ist die Bahnhof? Yeah, it's very useful, but if you don't understand the response, it's not going to be the best option. But lots of people in Germany speak English. Germany and Austria, obviously, speak English anyway, so you shouldn't have too much of a problem. We have some German-speaking subscribers, so guten Tag. Grüß Gott. 
please send us an audio clip with the right pronunciation because ours is rubbish. It's mail at indietravelpodcast.com. Send us an MP3. Yeah, please. Um, in the train station, you're going to buy your tickets. You can go up to the desk or... The other option is most of the train stations have a touch screen kiosk. So you can go up, choose the English option, always a good choice, and just follow the instructions through. You have to choose your starting point, which is usually the train station you're in, but you can change that if you want to, and then choose your destination. That will come up with, you'll just have to go through a few options, and then it will come up with the price. You stick in your money, and they print out a ticket for you. Yeah, the good thing about this system is there's no need to validate the tickets. Um, So you don't need to, like in Italy, you don't need to go and punch them before you get on a train. You just um, grab your tickets and go find your train. In very small towns, you might not find um, a manned station and there might not be a kiosk on the platform. Just get on the train. Um, You'll probably find a kiosk on the train. And if you don't, there'll be um, someone walking up and down um, to take your money. But do carry cash. That'll make things a lot easier for you. Definitely. Although they do take um, debit cards as well and sometimes credit cards. Another thing to think about is if you're traveling on a long trip, say from Innsbruck to Vienna, at um, a peak time, you might want to think about getting a re- reserved seat. You'll probably need to talk to the um, the person in the ticket office to get one of those. But yeah, we've been on, on train trips where we've had a reserva- reserved seat and it's been such a good thing because um, more and more people got on the train and there were people standing all through the aisles. Yeah, six-hour train journey on your feet is not very pleasant. No. So let's get on to what people are probably really waiting for. How do you actually save money when you're buying your tickets in Austria? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think the Austrian train tickets are quite well priced. In Austria, people complain about their train network, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. And they have a lot of ways that you can save money. One way is to travel as a group. Um, There's cumulative discounts. If there's one person, you pay... 100%. 100%, you say say 10 euros. But if you're traveling with two people, you might only have to pay 9 euros each. And then it gets better and better the more people you have, up to about 25% discount. Mm. Um, Another thing you can do is buy tickets in advance. Um, You can do this through the oebb.at website. And um, this is particularly good for buying day tickets and weekend tickets out to other cities surrounding Austria. You really have to buy them a lot in advance, and they they don't do a lot of them, actually. You need to keep an eye out for promotions to get these tickets. And, yeah, they're really only good when you're going to another country. Yeah, like we saw um, return tickets from uh, Vienna to Bratislava for as low as 19 euros. Yeah, yeah, and I think there were some to Paris for, like, 25 euros. So that was really, really good value. Yeah, so do keep an eye out for those. If you're staying in Austria for a while, or you're traveling long distances across country then your best friend is going to be a Vortiel's card. This is probably the way to save money if you're spending a week or longer traveling around Austria. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. If you're under 26, they only cost 20 euros. And if you're over 26, you can still get it. It just costs 100 euros. So when we were coming into into Austria from Italy, we were coming from Venice and going up to Vienna. And um, what we did was we booked our tickets from Venice to the first town on the um, Austrian border, which was called Plagenfurt. And then we got off the train because we knew about this Vortiel's card, which was only going to cost us 20 euros because we're under 26. And um, the cost of the ticket from Klagenfurt to Vienna was going to be about 35 euros if we paid the full price. 
But what we did was we bought our Vortios card for 20 euros and then our our tickets with the Vortios card only cost 20 euros. So we'd already saved, we'd already managed to get back 15 euros. Yeah, it was brilliant. So how do you get a Vortios card? Basically, you need to have a copy of um, a passport photo and you just go up to a desk in any uh, ticket office in any Austrian station and ask for for an application form. What they'll do is they'll um, they'll give you one, you fill it out, they'll give you a temporary Vortios card, which is basically just a printed piece of paper, which will last you, I think, about three months, and they'll post you out your printed one. Sweet. So that is well worth it. If you're gonna, if you're under 26 and you're going to be spending more than 20 euros on train travel in Austria, that is the way to go. 50% off everything. Um, although it does come down to 45% if you buy your tickets from a person. So use those kiosks and you get 50% off. Yeah, it's fantastic. That was the second time we came into Austria. The first time we came through on a Eurail pass. Now these are um, expensive, but very, very convenient. And they're time-limited passes. So you might get a 14-day pass or a 21-day pass. And you can travel an unlimited amount of kilometers inside the geographical area that you pay for. So we had a Eurail Global Pass, and I think we went through about seven different countries in 14 days? Yeah, something was, like that. It was madness anyway. Um, if you want to know more about Eurail Passes, we've got lots of information in past episodes. So have a look in the feed or search IndieTravelPodcast.com, and you'll be able to find it. If you're spending lots of time in Austria and you're under 26, then the Vortios card's going to be the way to go. If you're traveling in a group and you're just doing one or two shorter trips, then go for those group tickets. Yeah, just make sure you buy all your tickets at once. Don't buy them individually because you'll be paying full price. Mm. But if Austria is part of a, a wider European trip, especially if you're going through places like Germany or Switzerland or Liechtenstein, where the trains are really expensive, as they can be in Austria, then a Eurail pass is probably your best bet. Yeah, I think so. Remember that if you're a non-European resident, you can get the Eurail pass. But if you live in Europe, then you'd better get the, the Interrail pass. Mm, that's right. If you're looking to buy any of these tickets, um, tickets for Austria, um, for other places in Europe or America, or you're looking to buy or investigate Eurail or Interrail passes, please come by our site, indietravelpodcast.com forward slash shop, and there you'll see a link to our affiliate of the week, which is RailPass. And at RailPass, you can investigate, price, and buy all of these different uh, ticket options. And by doing that, you help us keep the show alive by helping us eat. If we don't eat, we can't produce the show. Yeah, because we'll die. (laughs) Anyway... I know in the States and here in Britain that university holidays are coming up for summer, so I guess that's happening everywhere around the Northern Hemisphere and uh, winter holidays for people back home. If um, you're coming to Europe or the South Pacific, then please email us if you think we can give you some advice. Um, I know that some of our listeners are going to New Zealand this summer, some of them are coming into Europe, and um, a couple of people heading into Asia. Cool. Yeah, I'm so jealous. If you are, I don't think we're allowed to be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I want to go everywhere. But if you think we can uh, help you out with your trip planning at all, feel free to email us mail at indietravelpodcast.com. 
And if you're willing to help us out, then please come by the site and fill in our listener survey. You'll see that advertised in the header. It'll take about five minutes. Yep. And when you're there, don't forget to vote on your favorite island holiday destination. We've got so much happening on the website at the moment. You can also check out our latest travel article, which was written by Linda. Me! And um, she wrote about the pros and cons of independent travel against a package holiday, which is quite a useful decision if you're looking for a trip. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get a video up last Monday because we don't have any internet access here where we're staying in the Island of Wight, and uh, the library access isn't that great, but we... Yeah, so we weren't able to get it up. Sorry about that. We'll try to have one up for next Monday, though. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.